Hello and welcome to the Getting Candid Podcast today. On our introductory episode, we have Mason Joel. Why, hello everyone. Thank you for having me. Mason, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. Um, what's been going on in your life? Well, you know, been doing Facebook ad research, been uh, editing this podcast. That's uh, really what's been what it's been like during this pandemic. Absolutely. So what did you want to talk about today? I am so glad that you asked. Listeners out there, I'm making this podcast episode because as I've gone through these interviews and as I've been talking to a lot of these other photographers, I, I, I skipped over a pretty big step. I realized I didn't tell you guys about becoming legal, which is obviously the first step that you need to take. So I'm making this episode after I've done several interviews, and I'm going to go over exactly what you need to do to get legal. So if you've already done all of that, if you have a business license and you have all your Facebook page and a website and all that other stuff done, you don't need to listen to this episode. Go ahead and go straight into episode two. You're good. You're going to love it. We talked to Tony Christine. Hey. If you have not done any of that, do not leave. You need to stay here. And I'm sorry, but you have to listen to everything that I'm about to tell you. Full disclosure, guys, this is not a fun topic. I'm going to be real. At least I didn't find it fun to learn about, and I don't find it enjoyable. This is the least fun part of the whole thing, and it's going to suck to listen to. It might be a little boring. I'm going to do my best to make it interesting and funny, but regardless, it's kind of dry, at least in my personal opinion. So let's go. Let's go just jump right in. Let's get started. Here's what I'll say right off the top. Get an email. Get a business email account, and I don't mean make a professional one. I mean just go and make a Gmail account and do everything operating-wise with that email account going forward. Just have that. It's going to save you a ton of time, and we'll go over why later. I'm going to operate under the assumption that you have picked out a name for your business. If you have not, you need to pick a name. Here's the first step. You need to figure out how you want to set up your business. And by that, I mean, you need to figure out what your business structure is. And there's two types that I'm going to talk about, a sole proprietor and an LLC. Okay, I just said a lot of big words. I just said a lot a lot of crazy business things. If, if you're scared by that, calm down. It's okay. It's really easy. So here's the main difference as I understand it. A sole proprietor means that you and the business are one entity. If you were to say get sued by someone um, for your work, or something that happened, you and the business are one entity, so they can come after everything that you own. So that's a reason that a lot of people don't use sole proprietorships. I'll expand on that in a moment. The next one is called an LLC, or a limited liability company. Now, the reason it's probably called a limited liability company is because the main difference is that if someone was to, say, sue you, then... They cannot come after you personally and your personal assets. They now have to attack the company and the company's assets, which are two separate things. Now, that is the main draw to an LLC versus a sole prop. However, there is a little more work that you have to do on the back end to get an LLC, and that can be kind of intimidating. But don't worry. If it's worth it to you to do that, I would suggest you do that. Now, given your personal situation, you might not have 
huge assets that people can take. So say you don't own a house, you don't have a car, you don't have a boat, you don't have all of these expensive things or assets that people can take, I would worry less about creating an LLC if if you don't feel like you need to go through all of that. However, it is a layer of protection for you for an LLC, and I do think it's worth it. If you do decide to get an LLC, the other thing that you have to do right after it is get an EIN number. Don't be scared. It's really easy. All an EIN number is is basically a social security number for your business so that you can file taxes. Now, the LLC and the sole proprietorship, you both file them with a form that's called a Schedule C, and you submit that with your 1040, okay? There is a resource available right now called Be Your Own CFO, which is $30 for a month's access, and the person that runs it, I let me look it up right now. This is raw and real, people. Amy. Okay, so Amy is a CPA, and she has gone over all of this with you. I paid for this course myself, okay? I paid the $30 to learn about this stuff. So I, I back it up. I think that it is worth it for you to go through and set that stuff up um, the smart way and the easy way right off the top. She goes more in-depth with filing quarterly taxes and things of that nature. I don't talk about that. So if you want to learn about that stuff, go check out Be Your Own CFO. It's totally worth it. Okay. Now that you have figured out what you want to do, you need to go and apply on your state's business website and get a business license and follow those steps depending on what you wanted to do and what business entity you decided to go with. Okay? After that, you're going to want to open a business banking account. That can be at any bank that you want. It really does not matter, even if you're a sole proprietor, people. Reason being, you're going to want to get some sort of accounting software or a CRM service. Now, Tony Christine talks about this in the next episode, so if you move on from here, you're going to hear her talk about it. Basically, she wished that someone would have told her, hey, you need to do this at the beginning because it saves you a ton of hassle and a ton of, uh, it saves you a big headache, okay? So you can use HoneyBook, Tave, what she recommends. There's Wave, which is what I use. It's a free resource available to you. You can connect your bank account if you want to, and that's how you do your bookkeeping, okay? We're going to talk about that more later, but highly recommend that you do that. In fact, you need to do that. It's not a recommendation. That's something that you need to do, okay? Personal anecdote, I have not been very good about that. Just recently, I did a podcast with Sarah Ann where I talked about this because I did not keep up with my reconciliation. So I was behind about five months, and I just had to go back through all five months and figure out what each thing was for, give it a tag, give it a description, so that when I file my taxes, I know what the hell I, what the hell all of these transactions were for. So don't do that. And that's part of why I'm making this episode, because I think a lot of people don't realize all of this back-end stuff that you have to do. So make sure you get something set up. Google Excel, it can be a way. If you can pay for QuickBooks if you want to, doesn't matter. Something that's going to be able to give you bookkeeping and accounting. The other thing that you're going to want to do, you're going to want to get some business insurance. What I've been suggested and what I've seen through my own research is a lot of photographers will get what's called inland marine insurance. Basically, inland marine insurance protects 
goods or services or equipment that is in transit. You might want to do more research on that. I can't give you all the answers specifically on insurance right off the top of my head. Beyond that, you're going to want to get what are called contracts. I'm sure you've heard of them before. So here's the deal with contracts. There are a lot of options out there right now. Some are free, some are paid. The free options are made by people who are not lawyers and have no business really honestly drafting contracts. But those are there for you if you're someone who's not getting paid yet. You're just doing free shoots. Now, when you start getting paid, as soon as the first person calls you that says, I want to pay you money, here's what I'll say. You can either go to a lawyer and draft up something that's going to cover your bases. I can't tell you offhand how much that's going to cost because I did not do it that way. But that is one way that people have done it. I... I would assume that it might be cheaper, but again, I don't know. Probably just depends on the lawyer. What I did, and I know some other people have done, is there's a couple resources out there, and two come to my head that I know of. There's the Law Tog, and there is the Legal Page. They have a foot in the legal realm, and they have specifically tailored contracts to the creative, to the photographer, who needs a legitimate contract. So if you're willing to shell out that money for those contracts, I would highly suggest that you go and look at them and see and decide. I will say they can get pretty expensive. However, a contract is what's going to keep you safe in a legal dispute. So in the grand scheme of things, if you're making, say, $12,000 you know, from a shoot... 500 bucks really isn't that much to pay for the contract. And not all of them are 500. It just depends on what you get. I'm just letting you know that that is a resource if you don't want to go through talking to a lawyer. Once people start giving you money, that's when you need to start protecting yourself. Even if it's family, it doesn't matter because you never know what's going to happen. And I'm not saying that anyone is coming at you with bad intentions. It's just better in the long run to protect yourself. After you do all of that, now you need to go get a logo made. You can go into Photoshop and make your own. There's a site called Canva where you can make logos if you want to. I would suggest that you pay someone some money to make you something if you are not graphically inclined because you're going to like it a hell of a lot more than some BS thing that you made in Photoshop or whatever. It's just going to look a lot nicer. Okay, so now that you have a logo... You need to go and get a website. It doesn't really matter what website builder you use. There are a ton out there that you can choose from. The most popular is Squarespace. And due just to the fact that it is the most popular, I would suggest you steer away from it because a lot of people have websites that look very similar these days because everyone and their grandma uses a Squarespace account. And on top of that, in my personal opinion, Squarespace is a little overpriced especially if you get your domain from them. It's, to me, not worth it. There are better alternatives. Here are some alternatives that I'll throw out there, and I can speak for one of them because I use it. It's called 22 Slides. Um, that is a website specifically designed for a photographer. It is not super uber customizable, but it gets the job done. It's going to make your website look very unique and very interesting, and it's not extremely expensive, and you can get a domain through 
what is called Hover, and you can have a, a, a personal email through that, through the Hover account, and they connect and they talk, and it's super simple. To give you an idea on price, I think I spent maybe $15 buying a domain, and then I think I spend 10 or $15 a month to have a 22 I spend $10. I just looked it up. This is Ron Real. Like I said, I spend $10 a month to have a 22 slides website. So seriously, that's if you really do not have a lot of money, $10 a month is not a lot. I don't know if it's actually billed annually or not. Even still, that's a drop in the bucket. Seriously. However, giving all that praise to 22 slides, I would say to you, that if you have the ability to spend somewhere around $200 to $400 to build a website, I know that's a big jump. I know from $10 a month. Hear me out though. $200 to $400, go to a website like Flow Themes or Show It, or there might be other sites like this out there. I, I don't know them off the top of my head. Um, these are WordPress template websites where what they do is you buy a template from them, you build out a website, and you design it however you want. This is something that Sarah Ann Photo uses, who I interviewed. Um, she uses she used ShowIt. Um, you get this template, you get a WordPress website, and now you have um, the excellent blogging experience that comes with WordPress. And what I mean by excellent blogging experience is there are extensions like Yoast and other ones that I can't name off the top of my head that are going to allow you to be more effective in your blogging with things like SEO, which we will get into in a later episode, while having a super customizable, very unique template that you can design however you want to. So I would say if you have that money to spend, I think that that route is much more worth it. If I could go back and do it again, that's probably what I would do. What's most important is that you get a website and a domain and you make something that you're going to be proud of and that you're going to be happy with, okay? When you make that website and you have all of that figured out, there are some website designers that will give you an email. Some of them don't. Some of them do. Just depends. Regardless, this is when you're probably going to want to get a professional email account set up. You don't have to if you don't want to, but it's just a suggestion. And this ties into what I was talking about at the very beginning where you have that Gmail account. So here's what I do. I have my Gmail account that I made right at the top, and that has become my receipts email and my junk email and my and my username email, okay? So I just use that to keep everything separate from my client interaction email, which I use as a, the professional one so that I don't get a bunch of clutter in that one, and I can email all my receipts to my accounting software and I don't have to worry about it, and it just makes my life 10 times easier. So that's where having that initial email really comes in handy, okay? Whew, all right, with all that out of the way, now you get to do social media. Woo, okay, social media, super easy. Just go make business accounts. If you have a personal account on Instagram, I would suggest that you not start all over and make a brand new Instagram account because... Hear me out. You already have amassed an audience in your friends and your family and people that you've met on Instagram. So why would you throw that away by making a new business account? 
Just utilize the audience that you already have. Don't be worried about, oh, but I'm going to annoy my friends and these people because now I have a business account. It doesn't matter. You're not selling essential oils. You are a photographer, okay? You want people to see your work. You need eyes on your shit. So just switch it to a business account. I promise nobody's going to attack you. No one's going to get mad that now you're spamming them and people are going to appreciate seeing your work. People want to support you. So don't throw that audience that you've already made away. The Facebook page is a little tougher because you do have to migrate those friends and family members over to that Facebook page. Just do a mass invite on your friends list. It doesn't matter. Just mass invite everyone. People will like it if they want to or they'll ignore it if they want to. Don't take it personally. It doesn't matter. You're just trying to get your name out there. Pinterest. Make a business Pinterest account. If you have a Pinterest account, just turn it into a business Pinterest account. Super easy to do. If you're inclined, you can also make a Twitter. Twitter, to me, doesn't really matter as much, but it's still nice to have. Okay, that was a ton of information. Let's quickly review everything that we just talked about. You got an email right away. You... Got a business license and an IEN number if you needed it, depending on if you got an LLC or not, or an S-Corp, whatever. You open a business banking account, and then you got some financing software, some accounting software of some kind, or you made a, a, a Google spreadsheet, which if you want to do it that way, kudos to you, I could not do that. And then you got a domain name for your website, and then you got a website, and then you started to build that website, and you've made something now that you're proud of. And then you started doing your social media game. You switched everything over. Now that you have all of that set up, you have set building blocks for success. I have been known to, uh, you know, get ahead of myself and want to do the fun stuff before I do this business stuff, this back-end work. And it, it has bit me in the ass. And my number one thing for you, seriously, if I could leave you with anything... Do not skip doing the reconciliation and the bookkeeping, okay? That is going to be hugely important to you. You're going to have to do that. So if you put that shit off, it's going to come back and it's going to be a pain later, okay? I get that that probably wasn't a fun episode to listen to. I hear you. It sucks. At least if you're like me, it's not fun. You don't enjoy doing this stuff. You want to get straight into marketing and getting jobs and going out and shooting. But I cannot stress enough to you how important it is to have these building blocks in place. Not only because of the legal ramifications if you don't, everything's just going to flow a lot nicer and a lot easier for your business overall in the future. Especially applying anything that you learn through this podcast. Uh, With that all being said... Thank you guys so much for listening to this preliminary episode, if you needed to listen to it. I hope it was helpful. I know it was not a lot of fun to listen to, probably. That's okay. I get it. I hope it was important and helpful. If you want to support me, follow me at Mason Joel Photo on all the social media platforms. That way you can stay up to date with when episodes are coming out, who we're talking about, what we're talking about, all that good jazz. With that, I will see you all in the next episode.